everybody in Ohio. Or sorry, Ohio. <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> now who's dyslexic? This is Then You Ruined It, the podcast that will last until one of us makes it weird. Hope you have a short commute. Caveat incoming. I hate BLM. What, Caveat. What is B? Not that BLM. I was going to say, please. <laughs> A, you're dyslexic. B, which BLM? <laughs> I was like, what is... What? Just tell me what it is. Let's not beat around the bush. Don't want to drag this out too much. No, and like... I really don't. I'm uncomfortable already. <laughs> The Bureau of Land Management. Okay. Which, growing up in Idaho, was the only BLM that I had heard of at that time. Obviously, the Black Lives Matter movement, which I agree, Black Lives Do Matter. Get that out there right now, front and center. It was the only BLM that we heard of. And I have very distinct memories of them being stupid and hating them. And not for like all the weird, like a lot of people hate BLM. Because they're trying to take their land and all this stuff. And there's been standoffs and all kinds of big problems between the government and the individual. And I'm not going to get into the complexities there. But I am going to get into how stupid the one group of BLM people that I ever worked with personally were. And screw those guys. So, buckle up. This is going to get weird. So, we... It was late 90s. I could probably look up exactly when this happened. But uh, there was a flood in idaho where the river the snake river just had too much water first world problems now i know i mean that's what a flood is yes (laughs) the river had too much water (laughs) tell me if you heard of this one before (laughs) rodney dangerfield you are not you know how like if you don't have enough water it sucks well why does it suck if you have too much (laughs) it's like the squeaky wheel on my shopping cart so the, the the city near mine was flooded my town was not affected but there's a town about 30 minutes drive away that was affected really badly. And there were fish going down Main Street and so on and so forth. And so we would often, as upstanding citizens, go up there and just help the, the people sandbag. We would build all these sandbag canals that would keep the water basically on the main roads and main thoroughfares and keep it out of people's houses and stuff. And it was a lot of work, but it was very rewarding. Well... One time we went up there and we went to the place. We're like, where can we help? And they're like, oh, go to this place. There's a bunch of BLM people there. Just do whatever they tell you. And we're like, all right, sounds good. So we go out there and we find the person who's in charge. And he was some, I don't know, at the time, a responsible adult. Looking back now, he was probably like a 25-year-old dude bro who did not know what he was doing. So that's like, so what are we doing? He's like, well, I got a guy coming in with a semi-truck full of sandbags. And we're going to build this big sandbag wall right here. We're like, okay, sounds great. Uh, and then we look and we see the semi truck. It was like a flatbed semi truck coming down the, the lane. And one of the, uh, the adult leaders that I was with was like, um, "That road's like super muddy. I don't think the I don't think that truck's gonna make it. We barely made it, and we were in a much lighter vehicle." And he's like, "No, it'll be fine. It's a it's a semi. It's gonna be fine. Semis don't get stuck." Well, the semi got stuck. <laughs> so there were probably a thousand sandbags over here and a place where we needed a thousand sandbags over there. And the, the, the dude bro was like, well, 
Only one thing to do. Everybody push the semi-truck. Like everybody in Ohio? Or sorry, Ohio. <laughs> Idaho? <laughs> now who's dyslexic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ship yeah. him in from Ohio. We gotta move this truck. <laughs> Sister state, please help us. <laughs> sorry, ruined that joke. So yeah, like all of us as in like all 25, 15-year-old boys here push this semi-truck that's up to its axles in mud. That's going to solve our problem. So we spent a good half hour pushing on this semi-truck in the mud. And it's like revving its tires, so we're getting caked in mud. It's not getting less stuck. It's just a nightmare. And we're all like, it's not moving. And the guy's like, keep pushing. I've done this before. Like, I don't believe you. I don't think you've ever pushed a semi-truck laden with sandbags out of the mud. Especially not children. Yes, with a bunch of teenagers who are only here because it's this or go to church. So, yeah, uh, after that, we're like, well, we got to unload the sandbags. So we unloaded the sandbags, carried each one. It was probably, I don't know, at the time I thought it was a mile, but it was probably like, I don't know, three, four hundred yards. And built the sandbag one at a time, adding so much more work, plus all the work of pushing on an immovable object. And then... After we unloaded the whole thing, another semi-truck came and was able to pull this semi-truck out without any help from a 15-year-old. Now, you guys loosened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that is why every time I see the initials BLM, I have to double-check before I have an emotional reaction. Understandable. I mean, I was going to, I was envisioning, like, a trying to, like, bring a forklift and like use that to get the bag bags off the truck while it was stuck, but then that forklift gets stuck, and so somebody has to try and pilot the forklift out of the mud. And I, I was hoping for this comedy of errors, and instead of just ah bigger truck just moved big truck out of the mud, and we were good. But so that that one incident is why you hate the Bureau of Land Management. Well, I mean, it was a hard and muddy day when I was fifteen. I don't know why do you hate the Bureau of Land Management? What's your reason? I, I don't. I don't even know they exist. <laughs> We started a podcast. You said, I hate BLM. I was like, oh boy, I just logged off and I got the hell away from my computer just in case proximity was a thing. I can't imagine some ivory tower world where you haven't had run-ins with the Bureau of Land Management. I mean, I don't live as rural, rur- rurally as you do. Like, <laughs> I, I lived in a small town in Kansas, but we weren't like a farm town. It was There was farms outside. And those people probably dealt with it, but I did not. I'm sure my dad probably did when he, you know, built a farm, basically, and built a body of water big enough to be a lake. And they said, okay, you have to make that smaller. <laughs> you can't have a lake. <laughs> See, that was probably the Bureau of Land Management. And they're jerks. It's entirely, There's some that, dude, bro, with sitting on a stuck truck going, that's too big. I don't want to manage that land with my bureau. Make it smaller. And it's not even land, it's water. I don't think the BLM has the right to tell your dad how big his lake can be. Bureau. Let's call him the Bureau. You gotta stop calling him BLM. I have different images in my mind of who's trying to tell my dad how big he can make his land, and that's that's not working for me. The Bureau is the FBI. I'll take that. They actually have authority and guns, so they can tell me what to do. But the BLM does not. They got dude bros and poor planning. Yes, they, they probably do. And I, I, 
I unfortunately my dad's not in any shape to tell me the stories of you know when he set that up because it's now been decade plus I should maybe two I'm trying to think when he set that up but it's just like we got some land outside town okay cool what are we gonna do with it it's like I don't know I'm probably gonna turn it into a place I want to hunt <laughs> it's like nice. you don't have enough places you go hunt do you really need your own it's like uh, between him and my brother it was like yes we do it's like okay there you go. You you figure that out. You set it up, and I mean, they did. It's it's a it's a legit place you can go out. Hell, we had my brother's wedding out there. It's it's a nice chunk of land, but yeah, that that body of water. I was like, that's really big. I'm just like, yeah, they're working on that, but not as big as we wanted. <laughs> not as big as he wanted. I'm sure, she was like, let's just make a nice small pond. He's like, the ducks won't land on a pond, woman. <laughs> it's to be large. They have to think. So is it duck hunting that he mostly did out there? Oh, and solely, yeah. He doesn't hunt anything else, okay. or didn't hunt anything else. Yeah, he and my brother, and occasionally me, went out, and I didn't. I didn't go out on that land and shoot any ducks. I went out a couple other times with them, but which I've you know talked about on this show and otherwhere. I, I'm, I'm sure. I know you're not a hunter, huh? I know you're not a hunter, so I, I'm not. I, gonna I mean, not. No, I don't. I don't want to be. I'm not a fisherman. I don't like. The, the the fishing i don't i don't know too much idle time it's time you could be listening to podcasts i mean i can I think can... of all the podcasts you could catch up sitting in a deer stand away from your kids <laughs> i like that idea but also i'm not gonna bring a gun and i'm not hunting deer i'm just gonna go sit in a deer stand somewhere and just listen to podcasts <laughs> that's see this is the thing people are like i can't believe you'd go hunting and hurt an innocent animal it's not about that <laughs> If I get food, that's great. But really, I'm just trying to get away from the rest of the world. I took my gun on a hike. It was great. No one bothered me. I do remember going on one trip. That I, th- I think it was the earliest one I went on. Maybe even... No. I, I was going to say my dad might have taken us and I couldn't even... I wasn't even like old enough to shoot a gun. So I just had to like go. But I don't think that was the case. I think it was probably just... I probably just graduated from hunter safety but uh, so we're, we're in this what's called a blind but in this case it was just a big dirt mound out in the middle of a lake basically but it had enough dirt that you could stand on it, it had reeds and everything growing up around you so you could hide and it just sitting there for what seemed like ever but i remember specifically my dad to, to make it more fun for me to make it you know, so i wouldn't complain the entire time let me like <laughs> decide what we took as like a snack or whatever and of course i'm just like i, I know we want to take for sandwiches and stuff all that we'll pack those but can i take cookies and it's like i mean yeah let's take take what you want to snack on so i took like not not the entire package but a lot of white chocolate covered oreos <laughs> nice yes good choice yes and i ate so many of those (laughs) i guess just i just kept dipping into the bag every like five minutes while they're doing their thing whatever they were doing i i I, the only thing i remember is just literally sitting there doing nothing because i don't i don't remember any shots being fired i don't remember any ducks I, I, I don't know what we did on that trip. I feel like it was actually probably reconnaissance and they didn't tell me that. <laughs> it's like, it's just a recon mission. We're not actually going to try to get anything today. So, but we'll let you bring your Oreos because that way you won't complain. So, I mean, <laughs> if that was the case, then good on you because it worked. I did not complain too much. And, uh, but as yeah, there's so many trips I went on with my dad that I just was like, okay, when will this day be over? Because it's the worst day of my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> lo and behold, no, I'm the next not one playing is. Any video games? I mean, yeah, that's, uh, to help me build this hospital. Help me go to this hospital that we're setting up and like put the different plates on the walls that are going to have the various things plugged into them. Ugh. The worst day, and then he let me go to McDonald's for lunch, and we went together and just ate all I could. He was just like, hey, order whatever you want. Order what you're hungry for. And I ordered, like, you know, two different things, which I normally wouldn't. And I remember telling him, like, this is, like, the best food I've ever had. He's like, that's because you've been working all morning. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I don't ever want to work again, but I like the feeling of <laughs> the accomplishment translating to <laughs> the food. That's awesome. I might be learning something, Dad, but it's something I don't want to learn, so I'm going to just remember the food. Yes. I appreciate this life lesson. Now, I'm going to concentrate on this burger. <laughs> just let me have this. Okay. My so. dad didn't take me hunting nearly as often as my brother, but uh, it was mostly because I was always playing soccer and, and uh, other stuff. I had a lot of activities in the fall. But when I was younger, he did take me one time. And this was, you can tell, a different time in a different place. He went up a couple days before, and then he had some random dude he worked with pick me up from my house and drive me two hours out to where he was going to join my dad to go hunting. I have no idea who this man was. I never saw him before. I don't think I ever saw him again. But I was alone in a car with him for two hours as we drove to where my dad was. <laughs> did, did like, small talk ever come up, or was it just silence? Oh, yeah, we talked the whole time. Huh. I was a very... I was a very social young child but not in an obnoxious way i was perfect and you know couldn't have been better um and i remember very distinctly he said like oh it's always fun hiking with your dad or hunting with your dad your dad's he's an interesting character he can go up and down the mountains all day he never gets tired it's like he's half mountain goat and i remember very distinctly thinking that means i'm a quarter mountain goat (laughs) and i was trying to think like if i'm a quarter mountain goat Am I going to get horns someday? Does my dad have horns? Which is how I knew I was young. Because I was at that sweet spot where I understood fractions, but not metaphors. It's a good sweet and, spot. Yeah, yeah. You know. It was... Uh, it, it, I never got horns. But yeah, my dad, like... I think everyone was willing to have me go with them just so someone would accompany my dad as he went up and down the mountain four or five times and everyone else is like, you know, we're just going to sit here and let the deer come to us. And my dad's like, nope, going over here, going down there. Come on, son. (laughs) We're going to check this whole mountain for deer. They got to be somewhere. I mean, he's not probably wrong. Uh, I never hunted for deer, period. Uh, I never hunted for deer. I hunted for anything on a mountain. You know, we didn't have mountains in Kansas, so we <laughs> it it is about as flat as you could possibly make it. There was no real hills to hide behind. It was we have to grow things up and make these duck blinds. Again, you bet you they're pretty much man-made in some way or another because that's where we have to hide from the ducks because there's nowhere else to hide from ducks. They pretty much see you coming. <laughs> you think you're camouflaged, but it's like, oh no, I see that idiot. <laughs> Give him a wide berth. Yeah. But there's all those other ducks there. And they're obviously fine with him because they're standing perfectly still. Yes. I've been watching them for a while. They just float. <laughs> I want to float. <laughs> I'm going to go down there. Which I will say is the, that, that was the, when I, when I found that out and realized that it was a kind of video game, like that was really cool. When I could finally shoot a gun, I went on a trip. And when they, when they come into land, on the lake. That's when you want to really want to get them because they're the biggest target. You know, the, the wings are spread out. You can really get them. And when I found that out, oh man, 
the the first time I remember one time shooting a little too because they said you know there's other people on the other side of the lake you know in another blind or whatever so never shoot straight you always want to shoot up and I remember at one point they they were in front of me but they were close enough on the lake it was like you know I shot them and I don't think my dad really chastised me. He did after the fact. It was just like, don't ever do that again. Like shoot up and out. So I was like, oh, but they, they landed on there. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically cheating. Like that's, you can't do that. And wait till they at least get a little height on them so you can shoot up. So, but learning that that, that's like, oh, the bigger target. Yeah, I can hit that easier. Oh, that's cool. So, and then not being able to hit a single thing. <laughs> like, Tool, I'm going to kill so many ducks with this trick that I just learned. <laughs> and it's like, uh, nope, that's a trick we all know, and we're all still terrible at it. So, <laughs> welcome to hunting. Yeah, yeah. But the one I did get on that exact same trip, I remember uh, it, it, they'd flown away. Like, a long, they were gone. And everybody was like, uh, they it, when they would land, everybody would take their shots. And, you know, when you're... You're done. You're spent. You have to reload. You're you you can't shoot anymore. So of course there were guys that would bring multiple shotguns and would shoot it and go through that one, get the next one, and I mean go through many shells and everybody had gone through theirs and it was way up in the sky and they're just like yeah nobody's gonna get that and I took one shot at it and it dropped like it's you could tell when it hit it you could tell when it was coming down I was. I, as it was falling, like it took so long to fall because it was so far up there. Everybody's like pat me on the back, like way to go. Nobody could have hit that. Great job. And I was, I was on top of the world the rest of that, the rest of that day. I was like, I don't need to shoot anything else. I'm fine. I'm a man and I'm okay. Basically. Yeah. And then I, I think I did shoot more after that and never hit anything else. It's like, well, I got the one and it was a long ways away. So I'm a sharpshooter and I'm amazing. These ones are too close. I can't hit them. It's messing with my system. Yeah. On Duck Hunt, I like to wait till they leave the screen. That's when I shoot. <laughs> there was a time. I, I've mentioned that I, I learned the ways of the mountain man from Davy Crockett himself. The nice old man in my neighborhood named Davy Crockett who ran a gun store and sold me candy. But he also taught me how to throw tomahawks and shoot black, pyre, and shoot black powder rifles. And we were out at an activity once, uh, and he, was, he had these targets set up on the hill. And uh, he's like, all right, we're shooting at those targets over there. He showed us how to load the gun, how to set up, and how to fire. So I get down, and I take my shot, and I, I'm like, I don't see what everyone's shooting at. And then they're like, it's up, it's up there on the hill. It's over there on the hill. And I, I couldn't see I couldn't see it. And then I saw, like, oh, they must mean that thing kind of hanging down there. There was like this metal circle with a smaller circle inside hanging on some chains down at the bottom of the hill. I'm like, well, that must be the target. Take a shot at that. So I took a shot, hit the chain, the thing fell, and the guy's like, that wasn't the target, but that was a heck of a shot, kid. (laughs) I think. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what I did, but I did it good. That's a, that's a very good teacher. I don't know what you just shot, but you hit it. Good job. It's like, okay, should we run? Like, did, did I just kill a man? Yeah, I need to know. Do I need to run? Am I in trouble? Also, what is this thrill I feel? Oh. Why have I never felt more alive? <laughs> Got that taste for human blood. That poor target. Yeah. It died so you could feel manly for five seconds. Yeah, well, better it than a duck. I, I don't remember any justification I was ever given for the ducks. You know, it's, it's not like they're like overpopulating the earth or they're like a scourge. It's just like, yeah, 
They look cool when you put them up on your wall after you've mounted them and they look like they're landing, but they're not because they're dead. <laughs> Did you eat it? I, I don't think that one. We might have eaten some from that trip. I, it's it's very, uh, the actual wild duck that you, you know, cook and uh, the way my dad would cook it, I don't know, it is very gamey. Like too, I've had duck since then and it still tastes like that, but not as, yeah, I didn't like it. Seriously, Jason, you ruined it. If you want to express your displeasure with him, me, or the show in general, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Digital Strips.